Hey y'all, this is Sandra and you're listening to a Paranormal Chicks. Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 22. And y'all just heard from Sandra with her accent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. And you know the drill. You want to introduce it like she did so wonderfully? Mm -hmm. Head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Check out the tiers. Become a member. If you are new here... This is Sinister Sightings. That's where we read all your Sinister Sightings. Which include lots of shit. Mm-hmm. It could be ghostly Sinister Sightings. Yep. It could be... Murder. It could be... Yeah. It could be any of the paranormal, any of the true crime, any of the weird shit, any of the weird kid shit, too. Mm-hmm. We've got some good weird kid shit stories. Yes. And you know what? We're size inclusive here. It can be two sentences. It could be a paragraph. It could be five pages. (laughs) I mean, we'll read it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So don't be fooled by the name Sinister Sightings and think, oh, God, I've never seen a ghost. I don't have shit to write in. Exactly. You do. I promise. Mm -hmm. It could be urban legends in your area. Yep. Oh, and you know I love a haunted bridge. Close Encounters. Of the third kind? With crime. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. It could be anything. Yeah, well, and it could be you listening to an episode and being like, oh my God, me too, and you write in about it. Mm-hmm. Like this story. This is actually two stories in one, so I'm going to read one, let you do one, and then read the other one, okay? Okay, thanks, producer. Not going to read the subject line because, hello gives it away okay donna and carrie i was just listening to the first few minutes of your milestone episode episode 50 where carrie is talking about donna's mom's dentures (laughs) and it reminded me of a horrifying discovery from two years ago plus another story although this one is very lighthearted, the other one is very dark oh shit i was in my bathroom looking for the bag of cotton balls to refill the little dish we have on the mirror shelf so i went under the sink which has a cabinet down below In the front area are the pads, tampons. Next to that are the cleaning supplies and extra unopened supplies. And then I see a giant bright blue Lowe's bucket. I just think it's more supplies. I pop the lid while still under the sink since it was really wedged in there and kind of prop it forward and take a peek. I didn't know what it was at first. And then I realized, you guys, it was filled halfway with plaster casts of teeth. Ew! They were all white. Some were only the bottoms or the top jaw. Some were messed up, but they all included the gums and everything. I was horrified. I quickly closed the bucket and sped walked down to my mom's office and then proceeded to question why there was a bucket of plaster teeth in our bathroom. She laughed at me and said they were casts that the dentist took for putting crowns on. She explained that they had messed up on a few of the first mounds, and the doc said she could take them all home if she wanted to. Why? (laughs) It would make sense if it was like five or six castings, but it was like 25 of them. (laughs) 
I'm guessing she was thinking that she'd use them for a drawing reference or something, but it's even more weird because she's not the type of person to keep unnecessary things. Like, she's the OG, more irritated, type A, Korean dragon mom version of Marie Kondo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I still think of that from time to time when the subject comes up, like baby teeth, which she also has. Oh, Lord. But they're mine, not hers. (laughs) LOL. That was hilarious. She could maybe use those for Halloween decorations. Oh, my God. You could, like, paint some of them so mm-hmm. they weren't... Because, I mean, if they're, like, cast like that, they're probably white. So, Well, she said they were yeah. white, too. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, real white. So mm-hmm. you could, like, probably paint them and shit. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, though, opening a five-gallon bucket and being like, holy shit. No. What's my mama into? Yeah. And we always say, it's never a mannequin. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, fuck. A serial killer done kept some trophies. <laughs> Okay, so new listener here, and I listened to the Robert the Doll episode, and oh my god, he is for sure smirking in the first picture and looking mad in the other. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of creepy things that have happened to me. Since Robert? Oh, fuck. You cursed us fucking all, Donna. You cursed <laughs> us fucking all. I'm sorry. Between him and the black-eyed kids. I know, right? Do you, though? Do you? I mean, I do. I do know. But I had to share. You did. You know I'm bad at keeping stuff. First one, my grandson is five. I'm driving him to school and he says, Hey, Nana, isn't it so cool when you're asleep and that black smoke comes in from the window and then it goes up one nostril and then the other and then you can fly? And he kind of winds his finger around and swirls. And I'm like, um, where do you fly? He told me he flies around to see if his friends are sleeping, too. What the fuck? Holy shit. Secondly, my dad died three years ago. My mom died six months ago. After dad died, we moved my mom to a different house. They were fairly young, late 60s. My dad was cremated, and his ashes sat on a shelf in my mom's new house. Mom's AC wasn't working. Someone came in and fixed it, was standing in front of the shelf where my dad was and says, it will work so much better now. You'll be able to keep it super cool in here. The urn fell off the shelf. My dad hated being cold. The repairman says, you got a ghost in here or what? Holy shit. My mom was like, uh, yeah, those are my husband's ashes. Uh Uh-uh. Mind you, the shelf did not fall. The urn fell. The shelf was fine. The urn was a brass cube, not glass, not unstable. So weird. I was just about to say, like, did the urn break? (laughs) But no. And did he spill out? Mm, I don't know. I mean, if the bucket that your mama was in did that, she'd spill out. I know. Anywho, love you guys, Tracy. Okay, so when we cremated my mom... And my sister. <laughs> so you had to seal. Like, if you oh. didn't have anything, you they were like, you have to seal it oh. in case. So, I don't, I don't know. Well, that makes way more sense, though. Yeah. You also, like, for, sorry. They also told us that you have to put in a, like, certified letter or whatever saying, these are the cremains of so-and-so, mm-hmm. like, and they have their letterhead on it. Mm-hmm. 
So if someone like raids your house and they're like, what's in here? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's cremains. And then it's, yeah, it's cremains, but it's. Uh, Who is it? Yeah. Like, who'd you kill? One of my friends has her dog's cremains. Mm-hmm. And this was like a long time ago that the dog passed. So I'm like, I'm talking like 15 years ago. Oh, gosh. So I'm wondering if she has like a letter like that oh, or if yeah. it's just like cremains. Yeah. Crazy. Also, I would totally get Marley cremated. Of course you I know you would. Yes. But she's heavy. She's a bigger dog. Well, I was waiting to talk about my mom's cremains. And how many times can we say cremains? <laughs> it remains to be seen. Okay. Um. <laughs> would have been better if you just said it. Cremains to be oh, seen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting there waiting to talk about my mom. And... I'm reading the thing about dogs, cremains, and I'm like, shit, Marley would be like $150 or $200 to get cremated. How much is a person? Like a thousand. Oh, good. But I mean, it's way better than, I mean, a casket is like 7,000. Yeah, and that's not a double wide, which you know I would have to have, what my mama would have to have, and what Lori would have to have. And while someone's, the pallbearers, Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they they'd be like beep beep oh, no. beep. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, boop boop boop. Hey, uh, Sean Payton, can I borrow your O line to call <laughs> right? me Paul Bears? Because we gonna need some help. I mean, they love second lines. All right, back to Opal's email. Okay. This is for the dark shit. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Opal says, I also meant to email y'all last week, but literally had no energy, so I figured I'd just put it in the same email. Girl, I understand mm-hmm. that. I have a story about my dad's old house. It's going to be long in order to set the stage. I also have included a photo of my grandfather in front of his house on the lake, showing the windows of the room my sister and I would stay in, that I found on Olivia's Facebook while looking to see if there were old pictures of the house and found that instead. So last week I was listening to And That's All You Drink podcast with Em and Christine, which I've been binging since I'm up to date on MFM and this podcast. I can't remember which episode triggered this memory. I think it was about a painting whose eyes would follow you. Makes me think of Scooby-Doo, but I think their reference was to Harry Potter. So it might have been a listener episode, but it reminds me of my dad and Olivia, my stepmom's old house. There are a few things about this house worth noting. It is located in the Twin Towns area of Damariscotta. Damariscotta? Sounds like a wine. Uh, Newcastle, Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Which has a lot of history, which includes, fun fact, being the oyster capital of New England. Yuck. I tried to look up a brief history of the area, and there are a lot of tourist traps of small historical sites, plaques, and memorials all over the two towns. I could probably give you the most boring walk tour of the area (laughs) because my dad used to take me there when there was nothing to do in the summertime. LOL. Other than the already published documents, I really couldn't find anything about hauntings or ghost activity. Honestly, I think the ghosts are probably just in their old townhouses finishing the quilts they were hand sewing. (laughs) Betsy Ross. (laughs) Another thing is that this house was more of a cottage, at least from the outside. It had a brown natural wood shingle siding, gray shingles on the roof, and nothing about it was that remarkable. The garden had been haphazardly planted by my stepmom. I think she just threw some wildflower seeds out there and let them rip. (laughs) 
this is what you don't say on HGTV. Yeah. But there was a patch specifically for chives and some other herbs. The area surrounding the house was super foresty. There were neighbors, but everyone's houses were surrounded by tall pines and oak trees, so you couldn't really see them unless passing in front of their driveway. My dad's house was at the entrance of the dirt road, where it met the main drive intersection point. It was a fairly big property, and they even ended up building a two-story studio away from the main house that was more of a garage storage for their mountain bike, ski stuff, and wedding photography paraphernalia. Dang, they got a lot of hobbies. I was going to say, can I borrow a hobby? It was just a heavily wooded area, and we were in the thick of it, which also meant I had the worst seasonal allergies I've ever had in my life. There was also a tree branch that arched over the front yard and pointed to our attic, so as you can imagine, the flying squirrel problem was impeccable (laughs) in the worst possible way, which probably made my allergies worse because I'm allergic to rabbits and cats, so I'm going to assume I'm also allergic to creatures with similar fur slash hair. Most of the floors were carpeted and overall just dusty. Oh, you dusty. Honestly, that house was so gross. <laughs> it was dark on the inside, super stuffy, and I've mentioned it before, but I'll say it again. My dad was an antiques dealer, so he had a lot of weird shit in the house. Most of it went into the studio for photographing to resell and put with the wedding photography business stuff, but there were other things that he bought for himself slash the house or that were from Olivia's childhood that really creeped me out. One of those things that triggered this entire story was a wall hanging that was hand carved and then painted. It was of a wretchedly ugly woman from mid thigh to head with both boobs out, (laughs) baby bottle nipples, (laughs) super hairy arms, and a wicked bush for pubes that was painted black. Really beady eyes. And then the background were these teardrops of color of blood raining down on her. It was not realistic at all. (laughs) The bush. (laughs) I'm sorry. And was done as a relief wood carving, but is fairly large, like two by three and a half feet. Now talking about it, I feel like it may have been about fertility, but that piece really shook me to my little core. (laughs) It wasn't her being nude that bothered me. It was that she stares directly at you and the red raindrops behind her. I don't remember when he got that piece, but they'd been living there from before I was going back and forth from my parents' house to like early 2000s. The earliest memory there are from when I was probably five Dad and Olivia got married when I was four, so I think she's always been around. The carving might have been something she picked out since Olivia likes obscure stuff. Anyways, I'll just call it the lady. So the lady hung in the living room of the house. My room was right off the living room, and next to my room was Dad and Olivia's room. Then through their room was the bathroom, which you could also access from the kitchen, but that meant walking past the lady in the dark with only the light of a tiny wall plug-in. I would be so spooked that I would hold it until I was almost peeing myself. Then I'd run to the bathroom full speed and would crash into stuff on the way. But that wasn't all. I also felt like she was watching me. I felt like she would stare at me if the door to my room wasn't closed because I could see her from the angle my bed was at through the crack of the door. Uh Uh-uh. No. 
Remember how I said I had the worst allergies of my life there? Well, that didn't help the situation. I was constantly high on Benadryl and NyQuil when I was little, (laughs) which is probably why it doesn't work anymore in my current age unless I take way over the suggested dose. Dose? Dose. Sidebar, Donna can take like five Benadryl a day and be totally fine. Yeah. If I took one fucking Benadryl, I would be out all night. Like <laughs> legitimately nine, ten hours of sleep out. Yeah. Donna yeah, can legitimately. Yeah, you take like three a day. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it was to keep my swelling down, reduce itchy throat, itchy eyes, nose, whatever, and help me sleep. But I never stayed asleep. I would wake myself up because I would be moaning. Oh, gosh. Golly. Not sexually, of course. Just moaning like (laughs) humming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That Benadryl gets me around, dude. (laughs) Sidebar, I totally do that when I'm sick. My mama would do it. And Mm I'd be like, what can I do for you? Are you dying? And she'd be like, it makes me feel better. I'm like, well, I feel like you're dying. Yeah. And now when I, like, I don't do it all the time, but when I do like, not really feel, good, feel bad, yeah. I do it. And I'm like, damn, Mama was right. It does make you feel better. Well, when I got my tonsils out, my mama said that I, like, would moan in my sleep because it hurts so bad. And because, I mean, I got them out like four years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sidebar, don't do that shit as an adult. It really fucking hurts. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But to finish that sentence, but not sexual, but humming in distress because my throat would be so itchy. I couldn't talk or cry and my eyes would be swollen shut, but still itchy and watering. There were there were never enough tissues in this house. So I'd have like three different toilet paper rolls strewn around my room with random piles of used tissues everywhere. God bless it. I'm fully certain that many of those nights I was half asleep, half super high and hallucinating, (laughs) in pain, and hot as fuck because it was usually in the spring and summer that I stayed with them. I would moan so loudly that my dad would yell from the other room to go to sleep, but would occasionally check on me to make sure I was still alive once the groaning stopped. Other times, he would get up and just give me more Tylenol and child sleep meds slash Benadryl once it wore off. Unfortunately, because of this, I still wake myself up moaning when my allergies get real bad. But I'm alone because I live in a single dorm. Golly. Then the dream started. I would constantly have this dream that I would have to walk past the lady while having to pee. The room would start to get weird, like the walls would start to move or like they were suddenly made of wax. It Mm -hmm. looked like they were being stirred or would start to melt. Uh-uh. In our real-life kitchen, there was a kitschy vintage checker print. Whoo, that was hard. <laughs> with some other 50 styles pattern on the table and chairs. And those patterns in my dream would either slither up the walls <gasps> and all of the stuffed animals I had would become huge and their eyes would turn into her eyes. Uh, oh, fuck. Or would start melting too and fire would consume the room and nothing would actually burn. Like that scene in Willy Wonka when the small world... Display malfunctions? Yes. Yes. The lady would always be this massive figure in my dreams. She had actual legs and would loom over me like the branch that all the squirrels jump off to get to our attic. And I would just be in this room in total fear until I woke up. Oh, my gosh. 
It got to the point where I would get back to my room and have the same dream after I'd gotten up. So sometimes I would take my blanket to the bathroom and just sit on the toilet until I had to pee again. No. Or make a nest in the empty bathtub. LOL. Kid logic. It didn't really work because the bathtub was too hard to fall asleep on. Not that I even really wanted to go back to sleep. But as you can imagine, I was exhausted between the dreams and my allergies. The dream was like a really bad trip, and it still makes me unsettled to think about it. At some point, after a couple of years, they did stop. Although sometimes I would be afraid that if I closed my door, I would see her out of my window, which didn't have a curtain on it because it just faced the woods, which seems kind of sketchy now that I think about it. (laughs) But there really wasn't anything out there. Then I started to have another dream when I was a little older, but they would always occur when I was at my mom's house. Right after I finished kindergarten, so I would be six or seven, and these ones lasted way past the years, like up until I was 11 or something, which I'm pretty sure is when they eventually moved into the new house. The dream featured one of my best friends at the time, and then this boy in our class who had a huge little crush on her and professed his... And professed his loves to her many times, even after she rejected his marriage proposal. (laughs) His name was Jack, and he's the main event of this dream. Oh, fuck. My friend and I would be at the old house together, and at the end of the driveway, there was a tree with a glossy red landline wall phone on it instead of the bird thermometer that's actually there. Then we would see Jack staring at us from the main road on the paved part, and when I blinked, he would be closer. And Mm -mm. now on the dirt road. And his throat was cut. (gasps) Sort of near the middle area near the Adam's apple. I can't remember if he was bleeding or not, but it was clearly open. Ew. I would blink again and he would start looking really stressed out and he would be nearly decapitated because as he moved towards us, his head would start to unhinge and become off center. Oh my God. I think he was really bleeding this time. It was always set in the summertime when the trees were bright green and it was always sunny and warm, like midday. We would always start screaming and tell him to stop moving, and one of us would always try to get to the phone, but for some reason, I can't really remember if the phone disappeared or not. I would always wake up after he would start walking towards us and his head would be almost falling off or backwards. I would wake up in a deep sweat and sometimes coughing. I always had the dream at my mom's house, and I would always remember it exactly the same every single time. It was only until I was like 12 and had the dream, and my mom noticed I seemed different, and I told her about it since I hadn't had it in a year or so, and she was deeply unsettled by it and just tried to rub my back, and we didn't talk about it again. That's such a mom thing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Also, I didn't really stay best friends with this girl after first or second grade because we were put into different classrooms and the other kid moved schools, but in real life, he's still alive. (laughs) Ever since my dad and Olivia moved out, I have never had dreams like that despite being heavily sedated and and still having allergies. He still has the lady, and even in the current house, which he built, the lady hangs over their bed, and I have never had a problem with it. I was listening to That's Why We Drink episode and was kind of rattled thinking about it. I have never had an experience similar and never put those two dreams together because it really didn't seem like they were connected. And again, I couldn't find anything haunting related to the area either. So listening to the Paranormal Podcast segment, I do wonder if anything my dad picks up is actually haunted or has a spirit attached to it, but he's totally oblivious. 
legit, if my dad was being haunted, he wouldn't even know it if you said it to him. As a child, my childhood, not his, his shoes were always fucking untied. And he would tie them and then they would just untie themselves. (laughs) Honestly, I think he has a child ghost attached to him that just unties his shoes, (laughs) but he doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) So anyway, so anyways, that was super heavy and I hope you liked it or at least the first part. It felt like I should get that off my chest and it was too much to type in the Facebook group as a post. Sorry if there's some wicked run on sentences. I just needed y'all to get the context. Best Opal. P.S. Here's the picture of my grandpa, Ned, standing in front of the house and the set of windows furthest left from him on the first level is the room my sister and I stayed in when we would go to their house. It's a little higher than the ground level because of how their house was built. So you can imagine how tall I thought that one-fingered man was. LMFAO. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. God, that was good. It That was scary. Could you imagine? Like, if you... Okay, those dreams are scary, like, mm-hmm. in their own right. But can you imagine having those as a seven-year-old? No. I mean, when I was seven, I was dreaming that this... Big old duck that we had, like a stuffed animal, Mm -hmm. that he grew really large and chased me. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dang, that was good, though. Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. Also, I want to see the picture of the lady. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Get your dad or your stepmom. Take a picture. Send us the lady. Please. Also, that is super creepy. I have had... I'm so one of those people who has superstitious, like, rituals, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I'm, like, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I always wake up at 3 or Mm -hmm. whatever and I turn off the lights when I'm coming back, it's like I feel like they can't get me as long as I'm in the light, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like I try to, like, outrun myself, yeah, you know? And then I'm like... But I have to be in there, blah, 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 blah. And it's, I could see me doing that with that statue. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, she can't get me if I have, like, if I stay on this wall, if mm-hmm. I touch this wall the whole way through or something, yeah. you know. Oh, I mean, I don't even know if I made sense right there because that no, has me rattled. No, I get it. Opal, thank you for making me laugh yeah. so hard and scared shitless. <laughs> hey, Donna and Carrie and anyone who may listen. Back at the end of 2004, I briefly left this world due to a botched surgery. A quote-unquote routine gallbladder removal. That's not what this story is about, but it lends to the explanation of where I was in my life. This event left me with a heightened awareness of the spirit world. I always believed, as I had abilities from a young age, however, this event profoundly changed me. Here's the twist. It didn't make me want to be a better person, per se. It made me want to elevate my soul. In my death, I learned that this place is a playground and a school. It's a place for our souls to learn, and sometimes we need to do bad things in order to understand our lessons. And hopefully, others will learn from my bad deeds. Oh, boy. One thing before my death I never fully got over it or understood was infidelity. Like many of you, I was cheated on. I gave everything to a boyfriend who broke my trust. At the time, he was also my best friend. 
By his one selfish act, I lost my boyfriend and my best friend. I'm not happy or proud of what I did after I was given a second chance at living. It was something I needed to do in order to pass this lesson. In cheating, there are always a minimum of three roles, a triangle, if you will. The cheater, the cheated on, and the cheated with. I had been the cheated on. In order for me to learn what we all want to know when we're cheated on, why did this happen to me, I embarked on a lesson which helped me grow spiritually. I needed to understand the other two sides of that triangle. I soon became the cheater. I still had on bandages from my surgery. (laughs) Dang. I confessed to my boyfriend who wanted to stay with me, but I couldn't do it. I ended our decade relationship. (gasps) Soon after that, in mid to late 2005, I became the cheated with. And this is where the story really begins. Driving alone, a thought popped into my head. Call Sawyer. No, why would I call him? I vocally questioned the thought in my head. Again, the thought would pop into my head. Call Sawyer. Sawyer had been a married prison guard I had stopped seeing several months before. I met him through my roommate who worked with him. I met a lot of the guards and hung out with a few. Total side note, some of the guards said there had been an orphanage on site where none other than a young Charlie Manson had lived for a while. I really had no need or want to call Sawyer. Our last exchange after a night of partying went a little something like this. I don't get it. We get along great. Why? Why? Why can't we just, I don't know, run away together and get married? Why can't we go to Vegas? Sawyer asked out loud. But truthfully, I didn't know if he was talking to me or his higher power. I laughed because you're already married. That was the moment I broke his heart. He had a faraway look as he got dressed and left. I knew I wouldn't see him again. Yet, every time I was alone, usually while driving, that pesky thought invaded my head. Call Sawyer. That thought was so persistent, as if it wasn't my own. Around the same time, something weird was going on in my house. I had only seen something like this a few times before. I mentioned I have abilities. I can see spirit energy. I see this energy as tiny pinpoints of light, think glitter, dancing together and contained in a human-like form. I do not see spirit as they were in life. I see these glittery beings with no discernible features. So when I see a spirit, I have to guess who it is. Sometimes they give me clues, but I suck at charades and suck even more at playing detective. So I saw this glittery being descend my stairs. My cat was next to me. His eyes followed the being as well, so I knew I wasn't crazy. The being would stand at the edge of my living room. I felt it was a male, but I had no idea why he was there. This happened night after night. One time, my cat ran over to me when the spirit returned. He did something that he had never done before. He got his eyeball close to my eyes, then used his paw to move my head to the direction of the spirit, as if to say, look. I've always questioned if my abilities were real or if I was crazy. My cat let me know this was very real. What the hell? Right? I decided to speak. I can see you're there, but I don't know who you are. I can't see you clearly. I can't hear you either. The spirit would fade only to try again the next night. Then the phone call finally came about a week and a half to two weeks later. My roommate, whom I met Sawyer through, 
had recently moved out. She called me and asked if I had heard about her other co-worker, Jason Kasky. No, I just saw him not long ago. I ran into him at Cheddar's one night, I said. (laughs) (laughs) That Cheddar's closed down here. Look, I only ate at Cheddar's twice, and it fucked my shit up. Well, one time, our order was completely wrong, remember? Uh It's like, so we ate for free, but we didn't eat. We didn't eat. We left it and left. Yeah. Oh, my God. That just was so funny. Mm -hmm. I hate to be the one to tell you this. Jason's dead. Oh, God. He died the same way you did. They cut his intestines when they took his gallbladder out. Only they couldn't bring him back. I'm (gasps) sorry. Holy shit. Was it the same hospital and the same doctor? Dr. Death. Suddenly, everything made sense. Jason and Sawyer were close friends and co-workers at the prison. Had I called Sawyer like the incessant thoughts commanded, which must have been Jason trying to telepathically communicate... I would have learned of Jason's passing. When that failed, he tried to reveal it by visiting. I never heard the thoughts when I would see the glitter being, never put two and two together. That night, when the glittery being descended my staircase, I finally knew how to greet him and what to say. Jason, I'm so sorry I didn't know it was you. I'm sorry I didn't listen and call Sawyer, but you know I couldn't do that. Thank you so much for trying to tell me. You're free to visit, but you don't have to. I love you, buddy. Take care until I see you again. I said as I freely let my tears fall. Oh. After that, he faded away and never descended my staircase again. Rest in peace, Jason Kasky. Additionally, I never had thoughts to call Sawyer again. Also, I never felt the need to be in the position to cheat or be cheated with. I was cheated on again and was able to understand it wasn't about me. It didn't break me down like it had the first time. I knew nothing I could have done more or done less would have prevented it. I don't condone cheating or being the cheated with. I've played all roles of that triangle. Learn from me and my lessons. Don't let what someone else does ruin you. Your perspective is your power. Change your perspective. It's not about you. And she said that she did change the name for anonymity. Creep it real, Sakwa. Dang. Sakwa's the one that uh, wrote that hilarious skit. I really thought she failed. I know. Uh, For my birthday. Sorry, I guess I should finish my thought. Oh, my God. On my birthday. Birthday? (laughs) On my birthday. That's the redneck version. When she said cheesecake, I was like, yes. No, when she said that she tripped and she was like, oh, it's this piece of paper. I was like, (laughs) yes. That's a shout out to my fucking pebble. Well, yeah, I thought I was like, damn, this girl is just like Carrie. Mm -hmm. And then she was reading and I was like, okay, this has to be. And then when she said cheesecake, it was all See, I knew once she said it was a piece of paper, I was like, oh, this girl's roasting me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I loved. Yes. Oh, my God. So freaking good. Mm-hmm. That was a good story. Mm-hmm. Very I'm, insightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were all really good. Yes. Thank y'all so much for writing in. Mm-hmm. Again, we could not do these episodes without you. And these are the best. They really are. I love reading your experiences. So keep sending them in. Paranormal, true crime, somewhere in between. Something weird, something creepy, something urban legendy. Send them on in. Yeah, like your dreams. It doesn't just like Opal had those weird ass fucking dreams. Well, nightmares. Mm-hmm. 
things like that. It doesn't have to be actual experiences, I Mm -hmm. guess. You know, like, it could really be in your dreams. All right, y'all. Remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.